Hey, everyone, welcome to today's episode of the Mind Your Own Dog Business podcast. Stay tuned. It's gonna be an epically great one. But before we officially get kicked off, you've asked for it. We are delivering. I want to make the official official announcement that Dog Biz School is going to be opening its doors starting March 21st for a limited time enrollment. All right, we officially haven't been accepting new students since June of 2021. Yes, it's been that long since we did an open enrollment period. But so many of you amazing pet business owners and dog trainers have been literally beating down our door over the last three months that you're like, or actually the last year that you want in, you want in, you want in. So I got together with the team and we decided to do a really limited open enrollment starting March 21st. That's all I'm going to give you about that. More details to come. However, if you've been waiting to reach out to me or you've been thinking about it or you've been waiting for the right time, now is the time to connect with us and get on that pre-wait list. To the person that's been in business for a few years that's ready to do something a little bit different, right? You know there's a better and faster way to hit your goals with your dog training and your pet business while not burning the fuck out, whether that's program design, whether it's this different style of marketing. To the newbie that's trying to navigate the waters of running a successful dog training business while listening to all the noise that's going on in the dog training market, to that seasoned as fuck dog trainer that is ready for a new shift. I'm talking to you, my badass business owners that have facilities. Maybe you're looking to grab, go into a new facility or expand your facility into multiple location to maybe looking at your employees at a different level or to finally crack the code of that high seven figure sales in dog training without the burnout. So if you've been waiting this is your time. You want to get on the pre-wait list. There's going to be more details, but if you've been sitting here and you're like, oh my God, I need to raise my hand, this is your call to action. Yes, I'm using a marketing term, call to action to go ahead and do that. So get on the pre-wait list, go to dogbizschool.com forward slash work with us. That's dogbizschool.com dot com forward slash work with us. And what we'll do is a team will get your application. It's a small application and we'll get your name in the hat and just like raising your hand and we'll get some more information, confirm your application looks good. And then we'll schedule some time to chat in March for school if you're going to be a good fit and vice versa. All right. So I'm looking forward to seeing all of you people that have been waiting and raising your hands and eagerly blowing up my DMs about opening Dogbiz School for enrollment. Dogbizschool.com forward slash work with us. Talk soon. You're listening to the Mind Your Own Dog Business Podcast. I'm your host, leading expert in dog business strategist, Kristen Lee. Guys, get ready for your journey. Your journey to cutting edge marketing and sales, creating a standout kick-ass dog business brand, along with mastering your mindset that's going to smash all of this glass ceilings that have been holding you back and catapult your dog business to the next level with actionable steps you can take right away. We're going to empower you. We're going to grow you as you step into your authentic self, not only as a dog trainer, dog walker, or whatever slice of the pet industry you find yourself in, but as that badass entrepreneur. My mission is to disrupt the current norm cut through the noise, cut through the bullshit and empower the incredible women of the dog business industry to step into the spotlight, reclaim control and transform not only their businesses, but their lives. It's real, it's raw, it's uncensored, and it's what this dog business industry needs. Let's do this guys. 
What is going on, everybody? Welcome to today's episode of the Mind Your Own Motherfucking Dog Biz Podcast, the pet dog business podcast that keeps it real, that keeps it raw, that keeps it fresh, and most importantly, keeps it disruptive to the way you do the business. Yes, the business of dogs. Now, today's podcast topic is one of our most popular, most spoken about, most trending podcast topics and content all around. How to charge more for your dog training services. I've spoken about this. It's been an underlying tone of many of the Mind Your Own Dog Business podcast episodes. I even have archived, or not archived, but older episodes that specifically walk you through on how to charge more. But I wanted to tackle this particular episode, especially in 2022, with everything else that's going on in the world and the case of why you need to charge more for dog training, what keeps you back from actually charging more. Now, when I talk about charging more, I'm not talking about implementing going from a free Zoom consult, a free video consult, or a free in-person consult to a $100 consult. I'm not talking about bumping your rates up an additional 50, 100, 200, fuck, even $500 increases. What I'm talking about, motherfuckers, is I'm talking about substantially increasing your rates and your program services and the prices that go behind them. The substantial increase that puckers many buttholes, like you can hear everybody's butthole puckering, especially when they come into dog school and we start to teach them the transitional strategy into stepping into that and everything else that goes along with it. And I also want to talk about why a lot of people get stuck in the mindset and the psychology of not actually implementing substantial increases. But first, I want to tackle the ethics behind having a substantially higher priced dog training program. Now, you might be thinking, what the fuck does ethics have to do with the price of your dog training program? Great question. In the industry, there's two very different sides of the higher price camp. And the price increase camp or the way you price your dog training services. The majority of the industry, the majority of dog trainers, especially women in the industries like and um, other marginalized groups are like, yeah, you know what? We don't get paid enough. We've invested so much of our time, our resources, our education, and the time we spend with the clients, learning, continuously educating ourselves, getting results, having a happy client, uh, happy client roster, and really putting ourselves out there. We don't get paid enough for what we reinvest back into our dog training business. Yes, we deserve raises. We deserve to live a really great lifestyle, however that might look like, whether that's more time, being able to step away from your business once in a while, whether that is substanti- uh, substantially increasing your cost of living or anything else that goes along with that. But then there's this other camp of the dog training industry. Now I'm not talking about dog training sides or you know whatever dog training uh, styles or whatever. I'm talking about two different types of mindset when it comes to pricing your dog training business of where it's like, how dare they charge that much for dog training? If they're in dog training, they're in it for the dogs, not for themselves. When you train, I didn't become a dog trainer to become rich. 
that mindset, which is a very, very small percentage, keeps this topic super controversial. And it keeps so many dog trainers that are great dog trainers playing incredibly small and limiting themselves. That camp also tends to say, but if we have a higher praise dog training program, I won't be able to help more dogs or it's shutting a lot of um, a lot of people that need dog training help out, which it's true to a point. And let's dig into that because listen, when you have a higher end dog training program, okay, where you increase your rates from just say you're doing a board and train for $1,200 and you're actually charging maybe 45 or 5k for it now, is it going to decrease the amount of people you serve. Absolutely. But that also increases your cash flow in. And when you have a higher end dog training program, you have less people coming in, but paying you more money, right? Your profits go up. And with those profits, you don't have to go and buy a fucking Lamborghini or whatever else you want in the world that is deemed selfish these days. You don't have to file right into that capitalism mindset of making all this money and being rich. But when you have the extra money in your business, that allows you to open up time and space to reinvest back into the things that mean the most to you at a human and ethical and value level. So for example, if you increase your rates and you have a nice chunk of cash coming in per month, you have a nice little healthy extra profit, that means you can go ahead and you can purchase from BIPOC pet business suppliers that because they are a small business, their prices are substantially higher than if you went to a large distributor. You're able to reinvest back into that if that means the most for you. If uh, helping other communities get dog training services for free. Yes, for free. You can't do something for free if you're broke yourself. You can create scholarships and spaces in your dog training program to where you can invite those people in to get that dog training and make a greater impact, which you always wanted to being a dog trainer in your community. It also allows time and energy resources to open up versus if you're always delivering and delivering and delivering and delivering because you have to keep a steady flow of people coming in at a lower price, you don't have fucking time to sit down and be like, okay, what is my greater impact? What do I want to have? Like, what do I want to, what's like my future focus and vision? How do I want to get back? What's meaningful to me? You don't have that time and energy. But when you decrease the amount of people coming in, and sometimes it doesn't have, sometimes you still get the same amount of people at a higher price point. But your time and your energy open up and it allows you to serve what the best version of yourself is. You can have a greater impact while making more money because you make more money doesn't make you a shitty fucking person. Okay. I just want to say that out loud because making more money doesn't make you a shitty person. If you are naturally and you come as a good person and you make more money, you're going to do good things. So stop with the mindset of like, well, it's unethical to charge more. No, when you charge more, you open more opportunities to the things that mean the most to you. Again, reinvesting back into other businesses, opening up spaces. Maybe you always wanted to have that dog training podcast to highlight uh, BIPOC dog trainers, queer LGBTQ uh, dog trainers on your platform. Now that you have the time and the energy and the resources to do that by having a higher end dog training program, 
that opens it up for you. So stop. Okay, that's the ethics behind it. Now, my one last ethical thing I do want to talk about is this is not I'm not talking about any Joe Schmo, any social new social media dog trainer that's just right off the streets, coming in swinging dogs around lighting them up on e collars or whatever, or anybody that just watched read a book uh, from Caesar Milan or whatever, you know, he's trash. But this is not just for any person that is just walking off the street to go and charge more. No, no. I'm talking specifically to the dog trainers that have invested their time, their expertise, their education, their knowledge, and they can have a continuous improvement on everything. Okay. Now, that might mean if you've been in the industry for a while and you're a really good fucking dog trainer, you have great dog training skills, you get the results, this might actually mean charging more than your peers, your dog biz best friend, or even your mentor. But this isn't for people just walking off the streets. Because I actually get a lot of flack for They're like, well, what about the people that are just opening up? I'm not saying charge pennies for that. You know, you can always have something a little bit higher. But this is not for people that are looking to make a quick buck. Because listen, if you're looking to make a quick buck in the pet industry, you are a piece of fucking shit human. (laughs) Like seriously, and I've seen those people. Those are the people that usually have like six different pet businesses or like six different businesses under their belt. And they barely do it for a year and then they move on to something else. It's it's actually kind of common. It's pretty funny. Um, I'm not going to spill any tea though. I'm going to move on from this. Okay, no tea spilling. All right, so let's talk about charging more for dog trainers, the 2022 conversation. So one thing is we get stuck in our own fucking minds when it comes to raising our prices substantially. Again, when I talk about raising our prices this episode, it's going to be substantial, okay? Last time I'm going to mention that, meaning not just going from free to paid or 20, 150, but substantial. You get stuck in. It hits on all professionals, right? It just happens. Our clients get apprehensive when we start to increase their price increases. So I want to deep dive into that. Now, one thing I'm not going to do, because this serves nobody in the pet industry. I hate when other business coaches say this. Like It grinds my gears. I hate when industry veterans say this. Damn it, just raise your rate. Stop fucking overthinking it. Like, listen, if you're a neurodivergent in the dog training industry, <laughs> hello, hi, you're always going to over fucking think it, but I'm going to cover it. Okay. But there's psychology behind it. So let's talk about a few things. And plus, by the way, if you're somebody that has some like trauma behind you or whatever, like, and you have struggle with like self worth, self image, anything like that, how can you tell somebody like just charge what you're worth when you don't even know what the fuck you're worth? Okay, like that that's such bad advice. Like don't run away from anybody that says that. Like charge your worth. And listen, I used to say that shit too until like I sat down and did my own fucking deep psychological trauma shadow work and I was like, "Oh damn, like fuck me." So I apologize if I've ever said that to anybody and I've said that before. This is my official apology on it. But this is a few reasons why some dog trainers get stuck in not charging 
substantial amounts for their dog training services. The first one is a lot of dog trainers and pet business owners paint themselves into a corner with their current business model. So this is the most common one to be actually specific on it. You got your skills down, which we talked about, you get excellent results. Your dog owner clients love you. They sing your praises and you're respected across the board as a professional. Signups to your dog training program come easy and so much so you most likely have a wait list. Like you're like, yeah, I don't really need to have a huge sales process because people call me and they're in, they're in. I rarely have a no. I usually have a 90% close rate. You probably also have a few employees and growth is consistently on your mind, right? Starting to sound familiar. It's true. It's about 80% of you. But there's a catch behind this. Now, I'm not saying this to make you all like panic or feel bad, or I'm just bringing awareness around it. At the end of the day, it is a house of cards effect. In the back of your brilliant dog biz entrepreneurial brain, you might be suppressing this. But if you know if one piece falls, the whole thing can fucking crumble. Why would you want to change something that's working and risk all that for a few more dollars? And sometimes you feel if you raise your rates uh, substantially, right, you or your employees are going to have to work more in order to almost justify that cost. This is a huge one. Provide more, take on more to justify the value. And specifically after 2020 and 2021, which was a crazy year for dog trainers, like a lot of you had your best years ever, especially in 2021, you simply cannot take on more. You barely have a weekend to yourself at the point. So you just kind of continue at status quo. But you know, one little thing, like an employee getting out of your business or employee leaving, an employee injured, um, something happened, like with all your clients, uh, like a couple of your clients drop, you're, you're kind of in a pickle. You're kind of in a pickle. So this is the glass corner, uh, glass corner, glass ceiling effect. And it keeps you also limited too. So it's like you want to have growth but it's like you're, you you walk up these stairs and you're like in this glass ceiling. It's like, I can't really take on more because of I just don't have the capacity to do it. My employees don't have the capacity of doing it. But also I can't really change what's working because it's working really well. It's one of the most common reasons. Now, the next reason why a lot of people get really fucking fucked when it comes to raising their rates is fear. Fear is a four-letter word. Four lettered word. More than the F word I always continuously drop. It's a beast and it keeps so many dog pros across the board. Now I'm not just talking about dog trainers. I'm talking about other dog pros across the board. Fear is ingrained in us though as humans to survive. So it's not as easy as just again going back to the whole charge your worth. Don't don't overthink it. Ignore that primal urge to survive. You got this with some positive with some positive uh toxic positivity. To understand the fear of raising your rates as a dog trainer, you have to be ready. And this is something you might want to journal on. I mean, it's up to you. Sometimes we have to do this. But you have to be ready to uncover why deep down you're afraid to in the first place. And it might not even just be fear. What's keeping you uncomfortable from being like, okay, it's time for me to raise my rates. Is it a fear of rejection? Meaning if you're that first person we talked about being painted in a corner, you're so used to everybody signing up with you and to hear a no is like breaking your success streak. Maybe as a kid, now I'm not a fucking trauma-informed specialist. I am not a psychologist or a therapist or I have any training in this, but maybe you've been told no so many times as a kid, just the thought of it triggers something in you. Is it a fear of rejection? 
too. Like when you finally have your prices at a really good point, is it a fear of rejection or judgment from your colleagues, your friends, or the other dog trainer down the road? Listen, you and I both know this truth. The dog training industry can be judgmental as fuck, right? It's everybody loves each other as much as y'all love each other, right? It's a small community, even though it's a huge industry, but it can also come with that side of judgment, which is complete bullshit. And this is the reason why we foster a really, really safe community at Dog Biz School as a place to be unapologetic about your goals and your results, right? That's what I love about it. But a fear of rejection is another one of those primal urges of where it's like our primal fears of like, oh my God, what if my community rejects me? What if somebody questions me? Like that type of stuff. Now, mindset, we talked about this in the beginning with the ethics. Oh, I'm not in it for the money. I'm only in it for the dogs. Right. Yeah. That overly idealized mindset we hear so often. Generally speaking, it's a lot of people that have maybe volunteered their time um, at the shelter to train dogs. And now they're like, okay, cool. Now it's time for me to put on my big girl or big boy or big girl panties and become a full-time dog trainer. And they get stuck in the first couple of years of like, no, I'm just in it for the dogs. And it's almost like self-sacrifice. But I'm going to tread lightly, only lightly, because listen, I can genuinely empathize with it. But it's only good enough if you're a part-time dog trainer that has another source of reliable income or do volunteer services. But if you're somebody full-time, your income depends on you training dogs, it will stop the growth. It will keep you small and it can kill your business. Unfortunately, I've seen many businesses be just stagnant with this and eventually those peeps get another job or they have to go work at a pet store, uh, training dogs there and then have a small business on the side because they can't get over that mindset. Okay. But if you're in the business for yourself as an entrepreneur, you need to pay the bills. You need to keep a roof over your head, feed your dogs too, and provide for yourself. Right? So ultimately, that empathy of I'm only in it for the dogs take you so far. Now, again, to say this, this is like my favorite thing, don't twist my words, empathy, having a big heart, kindness and compassion and a kind nature is something that everybody in the pet dog industry must have these qualities. But don't let it override your need to be profitable, who is also who is being a profitable business owner who happens to be a dog trainer. Now, again, this is, means you need to go all bro out becoming a hardcore capitalist that also drives a Lambo and deserves a ride in the next day, space shuttle expedition. No, not at all. But it's not a badge of honor to be broke, overworked, and eventually burned out of the pet industry. Okay? I'm going to repeat that. It is not a badge of honor to be broke, overworked, and eventually burned out of the pet industry. Can you see how not having a higher rate for dog training services with that whole ethics, I'm not in it for the dogs, I'm, I'm not in it for the money, I'm in it for the dogs, can keep you like actually reaching the dogs that you really want to help? So just have a think on that. You know, it's actually a really good thing. This also reminds me, I saw this a couple weeks ago in social media, and then Clarissa Simpson, they did an excellent, excellent blog post about dismantling systems of capitalism through your dog training business. I'm going to link it in the show notes below. 
but very similar dynamic. It's like, no, you can charge more. You don't need to be burnt out. You don't need to like be a sacrificial lamb in order to save the dogs. So don't allow that to be a self-fulfilling prophecy. Now, let's talk about very quickly why raising your rates as a dog trainer and your prices as a dog trainer is important. First thing, radical motherfucking self-care. A higher price point is the ultimate form as self-care for dog trainers. Financial self-care is the ultimate form of taking care of your mind, your body, your soul, and your community. You've worked your ass off, okay? If you're a dog trainer that's been in business for a while, you've worked your fucking ass off the last two years. You survived as a dog trainer in a pandemic when the world is going through a collective trauma, okay? That old saying, money can't buy happiness, is a lie to keep people trapped. What happens when you have more money by raising your rates? You can afford to delegate your tasks, okay? Cleaning, mail mail prep, a nanny, a personal trainer, as also your money goes back into small businesses. You can also afford to relax and recharge on the weekends and holidays. Raising your rates allows you to finally hop off the roller coaster of financially motivated emotions. And it also allows you to narrow down even more from the dog owners you generally want to work with. Now, I want you to picture yourself for a second. And what if your weekends and evenings and your only goal was to chill the fuck out, not to catch up on everything because you are so overly focused on deliverables, right? Training dogs, getting lessons, getting clients, checking in. What if at the end of the day, six o'clock and starting Fridays at 6 p.m., your only job is to potty your dogs, is to potty the dogs that are in your care, and to chill the fuck out. How much more productive would you feel? How much more confidence would you have to keep increasing your prices when you're not focused on just survival? Now, another case for raising your rates as a dog trainer in 2022 is wealth creation and future planning. You might be thinking you're going to be training dogs forever, or the f- maybe training the future dog trainers will be your legacy. Perhaps you have fantasies, like myself, uh, retiring to a tropical (laughs) location or traveling the world. I won't be traveling the world. But you also have that nagging voice that that is in your head saying, okay, what's next? What's next? What's next? Yes, I love dogs. I love dog training, but what's next? This also comes in hand with the creeping feeling of that steady success that doesn't require constant work that can be kind of boring. This is where wealth creation comes to play. And listen. The world needs more wealthy people, more wealthy women, more wealthy BIPOC dog trainers, more wealthy LGBTQ dog trainers in the world. And wealth creation is a byproduct of raising your rates. With increasing your rates as a dog trainer, you're able to start a reinvestment fund. You're able to start up your own uh, 401k. Well, not even 401k, because I'm not a huge fan of 401ks, by the way. Um, But your own high interest savings account for accumulating future assets, aka things that are going to make you more money, a max out retirement fund, et cetera, et cetera. Increasing your rates also creates generational wealth, passing down the business, the assets, the properties you've acquired and leaving a true legacy. Okay. Like imagine the legacy you can leave if you increase that rate by 50%. 
yes, again, you'll be shutting some people out, but you're able to reinvest back into the community and build something that's going to be working for those communities after you're long gone from this planet. Okay. So think about that. And inflation, dude, inflation is so fucking high in 2022. I went to fuck. Okay. I'm going to rant about inflation for a second. I went to fucking Lowe's Foods. Yes, North Carolina, we have Lowe's Foods. They're owned by the same company, uh, the big box store. I went to get a box of Cheez-Its, $5.99 for a box of Cheez-Its. Okay, listen, money, like sticker shock usually doesn't bother me at all, right? When I saw it, but I'm like, $5.99 for a box of (laughs) Cheez-Its. Like, what the hell? 2022 is going to be outpacing itself at a record the U.S. hasn't seen since 1982. Shout out to the fellow millennial babies turning 40 this year, though. Raise your hand. I'm raising my hand over here. The cost of living in the United States has dramatically increased, including housing, food, hello, $6 fucking Cheez-Its, energy, along with supplies, shortages, and everything else that's going on here in the States, Canada, and across the world. Price increases in your dog training services are going to help you offset inflation's impact on your dog training business. Your dog business and personal income should go up to match the inflation rate. I know it's not the friendliest news to deliver or the best news to deliver, but it's the truth. You have to adjust your dog training services and prices to match inflation at a bare minimum, or you're literally charging less today from the same service you charged the same for last year. Combine that with the fact that businesses that charge you for expenses, your expenses, so your gas company, your electricity, your dog training uh, supplies, uh, your food, your dog training food, dog training food's gone up. I, I had to go get dog training food this morning. I was like, oh, damn, it went up five bucks. So... By matching the price point, you're going to feel safe and secure charging. You're actually earning less than what you began at that price point. So eventually, you need to f- you're going to feel these pressures build up and weigh you down and struggling to keep the business afloat. It's not a long it's not a viable option. You have to increase your prices at a minimum to match the up uh, with the inflation that's kind of, it's not upcoming, it's here, right? Now, you're a big-hearted and pathetic person. You're probably thinking, I'm feeling impact, impacted by inflation. My dog owner clients will be too. With an increase in prices, your client base is going to shift a tiny bit. But again, that goes back to quality over quantity, okay? And then if you go onto our website, I did a blog post about this. I did the numbers of inflation. So if you want to go read that, I can link it below. Now, let's talk about how to increase your prices, okay? The meat and potatoes of this. This is what you, you came here for. Okay, I made my case. I made my case. Now you're like, bitch, shut up. Tell me how to increase my prices. Okay. First things first, increase by 20 to 30% minimum. We said what we said. I said what I said. Increasing your rates must come in percentages, 20 to 30%. When you increase your rates, beware of the temptation to, to over deliver. It's going to be strong. So you want to increase value, decrease delivery. Be more present. You can be, but don't over deliver. Okay. So you don't have to overly extend yourself at all. This is why you need a dog training motherfucking fusion program. Hello, dog with school. We're opening for enrollment very soon where you can have the same structure, maybe even work a little bit less, but have a 30% price increase. Okay. And the last step is sell programs, not add-ons. 
Okay, I see so many people that are like, all right, cool, dog's coming in for a, uh, uh, for this. All right, cool, so they got to do a class. So this class is $10. Then you could do a board and train and then do this and do this and this and, this and add all these like these little like things like nickel and diming your, your dog owners to quote unquote increase value. No, sell fully inclusive packages. Give that experience, okay? Not add on things to nickel and dime people. Adding more stuff and things for a client to choose is not increasing your value. All right, so let's revisit this one more time because I went over this really quick. How to raise your prices as a dog trainer. Increase minimum 20 to 30% readjust as needed. I bet you one thing, <laughs> if I had a if I had a pennies right jar, which we actually do have one for dog to school, it's pretty full right now. Nobody's gonna blink at your 20 to 30% price increase. This is gonna at least match inflation for you. Okay. Increase value, decrease delivery. Don't over deliver when you raise your rates. Just because you are charging more doesn't mean you need to do more stuff and things to justify the price points. And sell programs, not not add-ons, okay? So listen, if you've been dragging your feet on increasing your rights, this is your sign. Let's do this. This is the year to do it. And you're an amazing dog trainer. Listen, I give it, so many of you guys give it a million percent every day. So it's time to claim your authority, your compensation, and your confidence. And listen, bitches need to make bank to change the world. When you raise your dog training program rates, cut back on the over-delivering, you're able to start focusing on the future. Not only is money the highest and most fluid means of self-care, but it'll allow you to have a greater impact on the dogs and the industry as a whole. All right, y'all, it's been real. So what are we going to do? We're going to increase our rates. What are we going to do? Not have an ethical meltdown around it. What are we going to do? Cry in a corner and poop and have the stress poops when we raise our rates. All right. If you guys need any more, more guidance on raising your rates or anything else like that, feel free to hit us up at dogbizschool.com forward slash work with us. And we got you covered. All right. We'll talk soon. Bye. Hey there. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Mind Your Own Dog Business Podcast. Mind Your Own Dog Business is hosted by me, Kristen Lee, and produced by the unicorns over at the Dog Biz School team. For more information on how to get in touch with me, for more information on Dog Biz School, or to learn more on how we can help you with your dog business, feel free to visit our website at dogbizschool.com. Now, if you really enjoyed this episode, do me a favor and leave a five-star review on Apple. The reason why because we want to disrupt more dog training businesses and how people do the business of dogs. Till next time, bye.